electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Venture Capital Powerhouse Sequoia telling investors this morning that it's splitting up into three separate and independent partnerships. And that's the focus of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Morning, Dee. Good morning, Carl. This is big news here. It's the end of an era for one of the most prestigious VC firms, not only in Silicon Valley, but in the world. So Sequoia becomes three distinct firms with distinct brands and names. U.S. and Europe will continue to be known as Sequoia Capital. Sequoia China becomes Hongshan. India and Southeast Asia becomes Peak 15 Partners, an Everest reference there. I spoke with Sequoia's chief, Roloff Botha, early this morning as the news came out. He told me that it took months to arrive at this decision, and ultimately it came down to business factors and the different markets becoming more complicated. He said, and I'll quote him here, founders have global ambitions and borders have become fuzzy. We're seeing more instances of portfolio conflicts and brand confusion. Now, it comes on the back, though, guys, of a very rough first year for Botha leading the firm. As the tech market turned, he oversaw billions in devalued investments. It was also marked by rising geopolitical tensions and rising questions over Sequoia's stake in big Chinese companies like ByteDance in particular. Botha himself was also an architect of the Evergreen Sequoia Fund that holds on to public stocks after portfolio companies IPO, so holding on for longer. And that also had terrible timing when it came out at the end of 2021 when markets were turning. He also made that big bet on Twitter. So perhaps this one quote, though, guys, sums it all up. You can read into it a few different ways. Um, it was in the Forbes piece, and it quoted partner Shalendra Singh, who will lead the India and Southeast Asia business. And he said, quote, we love Sequoia, but our brand is our relationships, and we feel our own brand is strong. So one reading of this, guys, might employ that Sequoia is no longer quite the gold standard brand in venture capital as it once was because the industry itself is becoming bigger and more international. You heard something similar from Neil Shen, who will lead the China business. He said most Chinese can't even spell Sequoia. So it tells you that maybe it had become too big or the business of venture capital had become too big. Uh, still, uh, Sequoia is known for having been playing in China a lot longer than most, right? I mean, they do got, they got a wealth of experience on that front. Yeah, I think it was back in 2005, and ByteDance may be the most famous investment, but it's in other companies that have blown up in terms of valuation, like a Xi'an, which is a fast retailer. Also, Ant Financial, we know that what happened there turned into Ant Group, and the IPO was completely botched by the Chinese authorities, and that is also an indication. Sequoia makes these very, very early bets, so some of the turmoil that comes later doesn't typically affect their investments, but once they go public, it does. And going back to Ant Financial, or Ant Group as it was renamed, that's a good indication of how geopolitics can get in the way. Chinese regulation um, prevented that company from going public. And of course, there's still that question of ByteDance and what's going to happen. It's interesting, though, guys, because the Chinese business was already an affiliate, so it was pretty separate. This is taking this another step. And then, you know, some questions over why they had to do it with India and Southeast Asia as well. But again, like I said, Rolla Botha is citing sort of business factors, less so the geopolitics of it.
Though you have to wonder also, I mean, others, others have to be watching this and wondering how to prepare for worsening tensions between the U.S. and China, including potential orders yeah. on U.S. companies about investments in key sectors in China. We've been expecting this in ex- executive order on this front right now. So I know they're not emphasizing the yeah. geopolitics, but clearly it's front and center. And Sequoia has a major business in China, but it's far from the only venture capital firm. I immediately thought of a soft bank, which has portfolio investments all over the world. It's in ByteDance as well, as well as a number of other U.S. hedge funds and typical venture capitalists. So it does raise questions. What are they going to do? Do they have to think of something similar? Um, it's a question going forward yeah. as these as geopolitical political becomes a bigger factor. Right. Are they going to get criticized for investing in Chinese AI companies or semiconductors? So that that sort of thing you have to imagine. It gets complicated. Sequoia Capital, one of the world's largest and most vaunted venture firms, is setting up, splitting up into three independent entities, one focusing on the U.S. and Europe, another on Southeast Asia and India, and another that will focus solely on China. Is this a preview of more corporate breakups to segment their China business? or something unique to this company. That's the subject of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Hi, Deirdre. Hey, Kelly, it might be a little bit of both, of course, with geopolitical tensions rising. And remember that Sequoia has that big investment in ByteDance, but they largely operated separate. That is Sequoia's U.S.-based business and its China business. So there may have been some pressure there, but also just look at the nature of venture capitalism. It has been changing for a decade Basically, the returns were huge. You just had to kind of throw a dart and hit a company, and it was growing so fast. The environment that we've been in over the last few years, when valuations have come down, when maybe um, the VCs have had a little bit more control, whereas the founders before could just pick who they wanted to work with, that has changed a lot of it. And Sequoia has been hit hard by this changing environment. Early stage, yes, a lot of their investments are fine, but Roloff Botha, who leads the firm, has still had to see the write-downs of billions of dollars in valuations in their portfolio companies. I also thought it was interesting, Kelly, what the leaders of the other units had to say about this move. There was Neil Shen, who's going to be leading the China unit. He said many Chinese entrepreneurs probably don't even know how to spell Sequoia. And then you have the head of the India business, who's going to be taking that over, Shailendra Singh, saying, we love Sequoia, but our brand is our relationships, and we feel that our own brand is strong, which is Quite a statement, because as you said, Kelly, Sequoia is sort of seen as the gold standard in venture capital. It has such a prestigious name. It's known all over the world. But what they are essentially saying is that, you know, the brand isn't what it used to be, at least in these markets, and they want to strike out and do it there on their own. Yeah, why would they jettison the brand if it's the most important asset that they have? It, it, and yet, that's what they're issuing in a couple of these key markets. Yeah. Well, I spoke to Roloff Botha this morning um, shortly after the news came out, and he said that this was largely a business decision. Um, The markets have become more complicated. He said that founders have global ambitions and borders have become fuzzy. They're seeing more instances of portfolio conflicts and brand confusion. And that is the idea that a venture capital firm could become so big that they invest in different companies that ultimately end up competing with each other. Take, for example, a square and a stripe, right? One is sort of the back end and one is consumer facing, one's physical, one is web only, but they're kind of merging now. And so he's saying that there's conflict almost between their portfolio companies. He says that, but I would note, Kelly, as well, that there's plenty of other venture capital firms. I think about a Tiger or a SoftBank or even a DST that has similar 
relationships between their portfolio companies and a presence in areas like China where geopolitical tensions are rising. And I'm not sure we're going to see them separate their businesses. Exactly. That would be more of a tell, I think. Deirdre, great reporting. Thank you so much. Imagine a beautiful afternoon. The sun is shining and you get to enjoy it all because you just sat down on your John Deere mower. The smooth ride lets you escape into your yard. Intuitive controls make you feel like you're one with the machine. And with attachments for every season, you can enjoy it all year long. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand what it's like to drive a John Deere mower, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you.